Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. This is the Art Beauty Podcast, where we tell the real truth about the fake shit. And today, my fabulous co-host is Anna De La Cruz. She is the head of product development for Glow Skin Beauty. Anna, thank you so much for being with us today. Amber, I am so excited to be here. Huge fan of the podcast. I have been a listener. Um, I'm so glad to be on it now. So thank you. Join the, join the club, I feel like. I am a huge fan of you. We we met on the New Beauty Live show um, and I was just blown away by how much you know about beauty. Uh, and I was so impressed by the fact that you are involved in product development. So you're not just a brand rep, um, you know, no offense to them, but you really know your stuff when it comes to ingredients, when it comes to formulations, when it comes to the science. Um, and Glow Skin Beauty is really one of these companies that when I looked into like the ingredients, uh, they really are sourcing some really potent and, and high quality stuff. So I'm honored to have you on today. Uh, what, before we go though, I have to yeah. ask, what, what's going on behind you here? Okay, so I'm I'm set up. Clearly, I'm not in a home office situation. I'm at a, no. at a dining room <laughs> situation. Um, so behind me is my little my little collection. It started with um, milk glass, and then it expanded to um, German modernist pottery, which I'd never heard of, but I quickly became obsessed with. And then one of the loves of my life, Jonathan Adler, as well. I see some Jonathan in there. Yeah, because. I mean, how can you not? He's just amazing. So um, it's so much fun. But yeah, very uh, tone, tonal and tone on tone, which is funny because we're talking about trends for 2021. And that's one of those things. One oh, of those really? Trends coming up. Yeah. I have to give you props. It's so beautifully styled. And it's one of those things I feel like if I tried to put on, you know, I, I always look in like, I love a good home magazine, um, you know, and it's like when when it's like the, uh, what is it? L'objet? I'm, I'm whatever objects essentially in French yeah. that you have, um, that like people can like put together and it kind of looks like it was done so effortlessly, but it's like, but this is so beautiful. You've got so many there and you really, yeah, it, I just love the arrangement. Constantly shifting, constantly shifting. And then I do have to get to the process of like eliminating when I'm like, I, I get something new and I'm like, Ooh, sorry, you're going to go, you're going to retire now. You've done, you've done a good job. Thanks. Thanks for I, that. I love the white trim too, around the cabinet that you have it on. Oh yeah. So I did that. So I got that. That's one of my little Craigslist finds and oh. I, um, I sanded it down and then sanded it, painted the, the, um, the edges and then did a little um, pattern on that back. So, I love it. Yeah. So, okay. So you're one of these people. Um, I love to craft and I feel like if I had more space in my life, I would definitely go and like do, I, I mean, I watch a or I read apartment therapy all the time. Do you know apartment yeah. therapy? And I'm always looking at, or like Ikea life hacks or all of these things where people like this go and pick something up. They're like, I found this on Craigslist and I reinvigorate it with new life with a coat of paint and, um, you know, a creative backsplash. It's gorgeous. 
Yay. I'm jealous. I, know. I say in another <laughs> life, I'm going to be an HGTV star. So we'll, we'll see. But this life has been pretty fantastic in terms of when you, when you talk about this industry, just yeah. beauty, skincare ingredients, it is, it's so incredible. I, I was thinking about it before we started today. And I was like, I think it's been 17 years that I've been, that I've been around in terms of being licensed, um, working in the treatment room, as well as having worked for several different brands kind of prior to coming into really the brand and product development side. So it's been so much fun because I really can just bring it all together. There are things that I look at where I'm like, no, nobody would ever do that in the treatment room or, you know, at home when you are that like product and ingredient obsessed and you're like, no, that doesn't make sense together. So it's so much fun when you're able to do something that you, that you do kind of like pinch yourself where you're like, this is, this is real. Like this is real life. We're doing this. It's great. You know, thank you for saying that because I feel like we are trying to start the year off. Um, I think that so many people focus on like, okay, January is the time that I've got to detox and I've got to be fitness savvy. And it's like, give yourself a break and maybe just like be grateful for the things that you have. Um, and, you know, I wanted to kind of start my year off. Normally we do it with like a fitness piece and a diet piece, um, which I think are great because no matter how many times we hear that we need to work out and eat better, we we all pretty much need to work out and eat better. So I, I do love those pieces, but um, I, I was really excited to sort of start my year off not in that um, and really focus a little bit more on, you know, our internal wellness, um, you know, being a more beautiful you. And I think a lot of that stems from gratitude. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. loving where you are in life. So on that note, let's talk about, you know, we're in this new year. Last year, I think a lot of us were happy to kiss goodbye. Um, and I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to say too much about this year because I made that mistake last year saying 2020 is going to be so great. And it was in a lot of ways. Look, I got to meet you <laughs> and do a lot of that's a, new that's beauty a good live. Yeah. Right. Um, But so talking about, you know, I I was so impressed by the fact that you were really so involved in, like you said, um, formulation in figuring Mm -hmm. out like what works, what people really want. And I wanted to know, since you're on this inside, like, what are you predicting for this year in terms of beauty? What are you seeing? There's so much. And it's so funny. So I try to scale it down because Mm -hmm. uh, what you, what you know about me is I tend to be a little long winded. I like to be a storyteller. Um, And I just love, I love to talk anything, this industry. So um, I try to say, I try to do kind of like a top 10, like a five skin, five beauty, Um, it might be six skin and and five beauty, but just general trends. And I I don't, some of the things are not going to be like, Whoa, I think some of the things we we've kind of, you know, we eased into in 2000, um, you know, 20, where we were introduced to a, a lot of times, you know, very different um, new norms for us, whether it was the workday, you know, how we're interacting with individuals, you know, on a on a pretty frequent basis. Um, so that's where that's where we're at. I worked with um, my Glowski beauty team um, behind the scenes as well. So they were amazing at helping us kind of collect uh, this list that we're going to be reviewing today. All right, so, so we're going to start off with skincare, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. So what I feel like it's that natural thing because you know it's like what you put on first anyway, you know, kind of like the order of use. So it just it felt uh it felt right. Okay, so it. let's so let's start us off um what are some of the trends that you see in terms of skincare? All right. So trend number 1 is your skin but better. 
And I think how we do that, and a lot of this is going to be fun because it really will be that that skin and, and beauty or skin and makeup hybrid um, product. Okay. So it's things that are really bringing out and enhancing luminosity, even in complexion, um, just really promoting radiance overall. So um, a light washes of color, um, things that are dewy, um, really starting to, um, you know, kind of continue to see the, those finishes of just okay. radiance and luminosity. Skin tints, tints in general for color and washes, um, we, are, we are definitely feeling that for 2021. Which means that like we really need to also step up our skincare, right? Yeah. 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 And okay. it is, it's, it, that's one of the really beautiful things in terms of how you can find these active formulas. A lot of times they were just in serums where right. that's your most concentrated formula. That's the smallest molecule. That's when you're going to see change. And now, and that kind of links to another trend, but you're really starting to see high levels of key ingredients and actives in so many different things like masks and eye creams and moisturizers. So you can really see transformation. You can, you know, have smoother texture, softer skin, you know, clearing of breakouts, um, brightening hyperpigmentation. It's, it's really incredible when you're able to really customize your approach. You know, speaking of this customization, and um, we have done New Beauty Live together, and, and I always said the only problem with New Beauty Live is waking up the next morning and figuring out which awesome product you want to use the next day, right? Because there's a lot of stuff. And it's funny because working in beauty, and you've been in beauty 17 years, you know, we get to try a lot of things. And sometimes I wonder, you know, you're speaking of customization, and just Glow Skin has so mm -hmm. many different products, um, highly targeted products how do you recommend to people like that they know which ones to use and, yeah. you know, when do you switch it up and what do you recommend on that front? Yeah. And I love it because we didn't plan this. Like this literally links to another trend when we are talking about personalized skincare. Right. I feel like brands like this term has been around for what, four or five years at least, you know, where people talk about customization and I feel like, so it might not be completely new the term, but brands continue to help define what that means to their customer. Um, so I think that they're getting really a lot more specific in terms of understanding zoning, you know, understanding where what's going on with your skin, what's your concern. A lot of times we kind of led with your skin type. And I, I remember like 10 years ago being at trade shows and, you know, you have like a list of people uh, or a line of people and they, you have like five minutes with each one. You're trying to help find, uh, you know, personalized recommended products for them. The first question was always like, what's your skin type? Right. Oily, dry combination. Right. Where I feel like brands more and more so, that is not what we're leading with. It's much more about, tell me about your skin. What, what, what's your concern? What do you want to resolve? We will find things that work with your oil production level, but it's much more about, you know, listening to that individual and what is it that they're wanting to seek resolution, resolution for? What are they wanting to focus on? And then we'll find the product um, to match it. So That's great I too, because I feel like when, when they used to ask me, because I remember when I used to go and get a facial, it's like, and, and that was always it, like, what's your skin type? And it's like, well, combination maybe, but sometimes it's dry, but then yeah. sometimes, I, and you know what? I think that most of us don't really, don't really know. So I think it's way 100%. more um, easy to communicate. Hey, I feel like, um, you know, I've got congestion here or pores, you know, blackhead, uh, blackheads here and on the sides it's dry and, uh, or maybe I've got rosacea or irritation, um, or I don't want the fine lines and wrinkles. It's easier yeah. to talk about that than to try to identify our own skin type. 
Yeah. And it is, it's like, I can't tell you how many times. And even I feel like now where people will say things like, oh yeah, so I'm going to throw you for a loop. Like I'm really tricky because my skin's oily and dry. And then I'm like, okay, well tell me what that means. Like, what do you mean oily and dry? And they're like, well, oily, because it's always shiny, but dry because it's really tight. And I was like, ah, perfection. So oily, that shine, you have oil production. Right. But the tight feeling is probably more so related to your water content. So your skin's oily and dehydrated, you know, things like that, where it is a lot of times people, when you, you just focus on that skin type, they're like, I have no clue. I'm both. I'm all of the above. And so it really, it does go back to what's going on. And I think, you know, moving away from that one size fits all approach, when you look at the skin, you know, a lot of times it's like your face products, your eye products. Right, but right. now it's more so like what's going on, especially with females in our, you know, kind of that hormonal and that adrenal, that stress zone of our chin, our jawline. Jowls. Yep. A lot of times, yeah, we can have, whether if you're going into like the slackened skin, the aging, where you're wanting to focus on strengthening elasticity, that lift, or if you're experiencing breakouts and, and you know, a lot of times the stress related breakouts are under the surface of the skin, never coming to a head. But I don't necessarily want to use that product all over my entire face if that's not what's going on with my face because I'm going to be dry. I'm going to get irritated. I'm going to have that, you know, that irritation reaction that is just not good. So I think much more about just what's going on with your skin and really starting to understand that you can zone your products. You can choose things. It doesn't have to be complicated, but this is how you'll see really great results. Oh, you mentioned the jowls. It's like hitting 40. It, it, it. It all changes. It all seems like that's where it starts, right? I love it, Amber, when you said hitting 40, because I remember, so I, when I got into skincare is in my twenties and it was, I, I heard this term, you know, I heard this, this, where they said, Hey, at age 30, you start losing 1% of collagen per year. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, but you know, in your twenties, it's like so far away. So like on my 30th birthday, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to start losing 1% of collagen per year. And then so I frequently think of that, but we have great ingredients. We've got great, great products that yes. help stimulate it. So, so many great services too. Oh my gosh. So Don't get me started um, with microneedling. Everyone that is close to me knows I'm obsessed with microneedling. Are you, you know, I haven't done, um, I'm, I'm not, I I need to get into this because I hear more microneedling with the RF is really good. Um, I was doing- yeah, yeah, that's 2021 trend. I was introduced. Oh yeah, I was introduced to um, Althera yeah. a year ago, and to me, I don't know what your feelings are on that. Yeah, I mean it's expensive, but it. I, I felt like it worked, and then I was looking the other day, and I'm like, oh, I got to go back. <laughs> I know, I know, and I feel like 2020. A lot of us, you know, we we had a lot of time in between, and or we had to. Uh, you know, unfortunately, forego cer- certain things that yeah. we wanted. Um, another thing, huge fan of laser at uh, laser mm-hmm. treatments in general, too. So it is. It's like oh, I'm so looking forward to re-upping and getting back into into the swing of things. Whether it's something that you're doing like once a year, you know, twice a year, quarterly. There are some, you know, some things that can really, really help to to just boost your your home care products that you're using. I love that. And okay, so we've got. Um, uh, sorry, your bright skin is in. Okay. Um, so or no, no, your skin, skin is, is no, sorry, your skin, but better. Yeah. And then, that's number and one. then we were talking about personalized skincare. Yep. Jump to that one. Okay. And so, um, what else do we have now? Um, okay. So I love that you talk about, um, 
you said bright skin is in, and that is one um, that I think is so much fun. I think um, for a number of reasons. Number one, I really love the last two years when we, that, that term inclusivity, you know, and with beauty and with foundation and with bases and, you know, spectrum, um, that really became such a hot topic for all of us in this industry. And it's, it's interesting because it was, it was, it was very much focused on beauty Mm -hmm. where it was fun because this year for us, we were really focusing on how do we shift this over to skin or I should say in 2020. So that's kind of where where we started, where in March of 2020, we launched a product that was called Pro5 Liquid Exfoliant. Um, Because a lot of times, you know, not everyone is, you know, the the most ideal or kind of historically the best candidate for appeal for liquid and chemical Mm -hmm. exfoliation. Um, Sensitive skin clients, you know, sensitive skin individuals can have that reactivity, you know, irritation, medium and deeper complexion actually can not just have irritation, but also can hyperpigment. If you're not using, you know, kind of the right blend of acids, percentage, pH, all of the things that come into play. And so we really wanted to, we, yes, still so important. Yes, we're still as a brand as well, you know, focusing on beauty segment, but we wanted to also bring it into skincare. And so for us, it was really, it was really important for us to say, hey, you know, this is for all skin complexions, all skin types, whether you are sensitive or not. So we're really finding that with brightening specifically. I want to say thank you on that. Like, thank you to all of it, to yourself and all of the other brands out there who have really made strides to make sure that um, beauty is accessible to everybody in every color. Thank you. Yeah. And it is. And then again, when you talk about skincare products, you want everyone to be, if if somebody's wanting, you know, a a more even complexion, if, you know, there are areas of discoloration, uneven pigment, you know, kind of that modeling of of, um, pigment on the skin who doesn't want, you know, more even, um, complexion. We want everyone to be able to use products that are, you know, help to enhance radiance, enhance luminosity. And so big thing that we're seeing is a move away. You know, hydroquinone has been such a staple. It's been a controversial ingredient. Um, so Amber, we can, we can get into more into that on another, another. I want to bring you back on a podcast on this, but let's talk about this because, because you just, uh, you know, before we, we started this podcast today, you informed me of something that I was blown away by. So a big topic that's been very popular on here has been things like how to get rid of sunspots, how to get rid of melasma, how to get a more even skin tone. Um, and hydroquinone has been one of the things that we've talked about for, for years and that I've heard for years, but I always knew it was kind of like, um, it's about to say like the redheaded stepchild. Is that uh, right? Yeah, like it no. was kind of like it was like, yeah, this works, this works, but yeah, maybe it's safe, maybe it's not. So like, what yeah. is the deal? And then you told me something that totally blew my mind. So let can you like lightly top on this? Yeah, absolutely. So um, hydroquinone has been um, under that category of OTC, which stands for over-the-counter. There are prescription strength as well. OTC fell under 2% or less. Mm -hmm. Hydroquinone formulas can be marketed and sold to consumers. Um, So a lot of brands like like Glow Skin Beauty um, had serum products or moisturizer products, um, you know, that contain 2% or less, and then that prescription would be a higher level. Um, so this year, the FDA actually, it was, it was around the June to July month where, I mean, if we, if we think back 2020, June, July, I mean, 
there was still so so much craziness, so many closures, you know, throughout so many different states and, and things like that, where it was really interesting because I almost felt like it, it was kind of just snuck in where um, there wasn't a lot of buzz there. And I still don't think kind of as, as the year progressed, I don't think there was a lot of mention about it, but it was actually part of the CARES Act. So that's um, C-A-R-E-S. And um, let's see if I have it next to me, what that stands for. So it is the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Safety Aid Act. Um, so that's kind of interesting that- Wait. They, that we're talking about hydroquinone essentially yeah. a beauty product in a coronavirus act. Coronavirus aid relief and economic safety. Yes. So why? Are, yeah. <laughs> good question. Good question. Um, and so the announcement that that we received, you know, kind of that the FDA just generally, you know, kind of messaged out. So obviously, manufacturers of products that are working with it, we we did hear about it. Um, was that they were updating reforms related to certain OTC categories. So again, hydroquinone has fallen under OTC category for a number of years. Um, the monograph process, so in order for something, you know, to have that final monograph, I've heard What's that- What's monograph, just years. by the way? So monograph is just, it's, it's, think of like just a big report of every single thing, you know, all of the specifics on, on this ingredient, which um, allow, allow it to, you know, be utilized. Um, you're following all, all the different guidelines, um, the verbiage that you can use for it and percentages, um, things like that. When you hear years, I would think like, oh, okay, like three or five years. Well, it could take like 20 years. Um, I didn't know that. Is this for the FDA to to give their report on the product? So the FDA can take 20 years to be like, we're going to make up our mind on this or not. Yeah, well, it it can be. So until something receives its final monograph, um, it can be available um, to be marketed to consumers. So it's it's kind of like it's in that, like it's in in process. It's it's pending, we'll, we'll say, but that's a long time. I was really surprised that, um, you know, that was kind of where it landed. So um, so where we're looking at this is that when the CARES Act, this info came out around June, July, uh, 2020, um, it says, although such products have been marketed for years under the non-final OTC monograph proceedings for OTC skin bleaching drug products, they now must be removed from the market within 100, 180 days of an enactment of the CARES Act which was September 23rd, 2020, unless FDA issues an administrative order directing otherwise. So it was- That's insane. You've got, and I'm just trying to think about obviously safety first, but I'm trying to think in an economic stimulus sort of, or an economic, what was it, CARES was the coronavirus- Aid, relief, yes. Which to me sounds like it's like an economic relief package. They're actually telling brands, by the way, you've got to pull um, across brands, but probably hundreds yeah. of thousands, uh, if not millions of SKUs of bottles of product that have this under 2% hydroquinone and you have to remove them in three months. Exactly. And it is, and you have to think in terms of a product manufacturer. So number one, the development process for us as, as a company, it normally takes 18 to 24 months to develop something. Once you develop it, then you do, you have these additional considerations that you want inventory in your warehouse that you can ship out, right? So we we need to have inventory, but you also need to have, you know, kind of filled inventory or, you know, 
bottles that are screened um, waiting to be filled. So all of this, it's not like you just hear about it and you're like, okay, we'll just continue this. It's like, whoa, we have a ton of inventory. Our, our wholesale partners have inventory. We have open POs, you know, for production. Yeah. And not only that, I, I, I'm also just realizing because I, it was also in the time when people were going to use this type of product the most. So after the summer, you're talking about the fall to winters when most people are like, shoot, I'm starting to notice all the sunspots. What do I do? They would go for one of these products. Jesus, that is nuts. Yeah. We need to do it. We need to do an in-depth on this because I I need more of it. And it is, I think that the history and just when you kind of put that global lens, you know, about different countries and, you know, really where it's very unregulated, the percentages used, you know, when you're getting to really scary things, long, long term use, you know, years using, not giving your skin breaks. Um, absolutely. It, it could be not scary, the best, but, um, but it, it is interesting. So for another, we're going to do a, we're going to do a deep dive on that because I don't want to derail this too much because we were talking about trends yeah. for 2021. Um, so bright skin is in. So what are some of the other things that we're going to be seeing and doing in order to get that? Um, you know, if yeah. one of these major ingredients came off the market. Yeah, so alpha arbutin, not a new ingredient, but definitely feel like that's going to be making um, some new waves. And I really think it's going to be a lot of mixes of these botanical brighteners together. So you're going to see botanical based um, licorice is definitely something licorice root is something that's been around for a long time. Lactic acid and a lot of brands you're seeing more and more so are attaching that vegan claim to it. So vegan lactic acid in terms of we know that it helps to exfoliate when that's combined in a brightening formula, it's going to help your brightening actives to penetrate a little deeper. It also has natural humectic qualities and it is a brightener too. So you'll find that in a lot. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Vitamin C, vitamin C is going nowhere. Vitamin C and its derivatives, you know, really help to brighten. So I think you're just going to start to see different mixes of a lot of the botanicals that are mixed together, mulberry, bearberry, all that yeah. fun stuff. But um, if you've purchased a, a 2% or less from a lot of popular brands, um, you know, that have had the creams, the serums, um, you likely are, are going to be hard pressed to find it. Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to find it. Yeah. I know that. Now, and then, it, I, it's 2021 now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so we're looking for brighter skin, which we know is going to happen, not using hydroquinone. Um, like you said, your skin, but better, which is why we want to focus on our skincare. Yeah. Uh, certainly more of this personalized. What else do we have in terms of skin? And then we'll hit Okay. Beauty. So I'm going to, I'm going to say something that might freak some people out, um, for all of you, all of you, uh, junkies out there, product junkies, I'm one of them. So I get it. I get a little like, <gasps> when I hear this, um, the end of more. So, you know, these long, you know, and these, these 10 step routines, um, a lot of people are more so wanting to focus on, I want a few amazing products. I want these, I want multitaskers um, and can focus on that. I want to minimize my routine, but I still want to get great results. So it's going to be really up to manufacturers that we've got to deliver these multifunctional products. And so, but like, again, and this is going back to that personal skincare, which I asked you before, right? When you've got um, so many different things to try from, right? So like I've got, you know, um, the, uh, you you had the EGF, uh, Bioreneu EGF drops. Yeah. Bioreneu EGF drops. And then you've got the anti-stress CBD drops. Like how do you choose which one to use? And and before we get into that, like, what do you think are the major key players that we have to have in a routine? Yeah. Right, like oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is so much fun. Um, so going back to 
how do you choose? Well, one of the really fun things when you have, uh, so like our drops in our serum category, we allow them to be fully customizable. And so right. you can apply them full strength or you can add that benefit. So for instance, our anti-stress CBD drops, CBD is anti-inflammatory. It's calming and soothing. So you can put it on as a serum, or you can say, hey, I have this one product that I can make any product that I put on my skin, calming and soothing with CBD, um, whether it's my cleanser, which it's a rinse off. So I'd say skip that one, but any of your leave-ons. So think of your moisturizer, your masks, your eye cream products, liquid foundation, um, uh, tinted moisturizers, things like that. So you can really say, hey, I know my skin is very sensitive. My skin gets red, it's reactive. So I want a hero serum that I can use full strength and I can really personalize it into other products. Um, EGF is for someone who's- Wait, before we get to the EGF, I have to stop you for a minute, right? Because thank you. um, We had covered the um, CBD drops on one of the new BD live shows and Mm -hmm. you sent me this lovely, you know, gigantic size. size of it. That's, that's the, the professional version. Yeah. And so my girlfriend <laughs> came over the other day and she's like, I've got, I'm, I'm having like really, um, and, and another friend asked me, uh, which I wrote to you about, about the breastfeeding. Cause she's like, yeah. my skin after having a baby <sighs> is totally on the fritz. But, um, so I, I, I gave her the, the little size and I kept this. So part of the reason that I've kept this is because your product of pretty much all of them out there in terms of a topical CBD has the most CBD. Yeah. A thousand milligrams. Yeah. But now that we're on this show, can I ask you, it, it kind of smells like you were, um, you know, yeah. I don't know. It smells a little weedy is what it I said. It smells a lot yeah. of weedy. <laughs> been, because I've been rubbing on, so my husband and I have, have, have embarked on this fitness journey together. And this stuff, I swear, is so great. So I've been putting it in and like rubbing it into yeah. his back and shoulders. But sometimes I'm like, maybe we won't do it before you go to work. <laughs> because because uh, it's because it's a full spectrum. So if you, if we. It smells like the ganj. Yeah, it does. It, it does. does. A little that we, a little, a little earthy. Brings me back to my college days. <laughs> but it is, and it's because it's full spectrum. So okay. you can, you can have the, you know, the isolate where everything ex- extracted except for the CBD, you're right. not going to get that scent, but because we have um, the full spectrum, which just allows the plant to be in its more natural state. Um, we, we have made sure that we're, we're monitoring and we, we bring down that THC. So that's what you're smelling. Sure. Um, and we, it's uh, U.S. standards, we, we can um, manufacture up to 0.3% THC, but we look at the global lens um, and like in the EU, a lot of countries say 0.2% is the max. Right. So that's where it's, so it, it's incredible. This it's incredible. percentage of the formula creates this overwhelming ar- aroma. Um, and that's part of the thing about the full spectrum too, you know, those natural terpenes, those natural- I was just oils. thinking like when I was putting it on, I was like, you know, if I was like a teenager using this, I think that my parents might have some questions <laughs> for me when I came home. Just going <laughs> to say that, but it's great. It really does. I feel like I, I'm a true believer in um, CBD. What, what I've noticed and what I tell people is like, it's not so much that I notice it when I'm taking it. It's that I really notice it when I don't. Yeah. You know, it's like the muscle soreness. Um, you know, we've just, we, we actually just did a podcast on this. We won't go too into the CBD because we literally just did one, um, on CBD, but, um, but okay. Anyway, just had to, just had to throw this in there with that. I didn't, I didn't focus too, too much on ingredients, but if we were on ingredient trends, 2021 CBD, you're going to see. Um, and it's one, I mean, who, 
I've gone into the gas station and, and seen CBD waters. You know, it, it's been around for a long time. I think where it's making more headway is in the world of professional skincare though. And I think that's one of the things there have been a few brands that have dabbled in it. Um, we launched our CBD product end of August. So it, it really is something newer that a lot of times for us it is, it's that it's the partnership and the OTC facilities, the labs that we work with that, you know, they, everyone wanted to make sure that it was, that we were all feeling uh, very comfortable. Um, Just, easily, yeah. Easily well, at first it was the wild west and I've said this before and I feel like now it's become more regulated. And of course, as marijuana becomes legal, um, I think that there's going to be even less handcuffing with the yeah. CBD portion of this. So I'm really interested to see where that goes. Um, yeah. and, and then we were talking about the EGF drops, yeah. which are and growth EGF factor, right? Yeah. Yeah, EGF um, stands for epidermal growth factor. So again, that's it's not a new ingredient, but more and more so you're starting to see different different sources. So mm -hmm. um, like we use um, a, an EGF, that's my my dog <laughs> next to me that's like coughing. Hi. Are you okay, buddy? Okay? Are you okay, buddy? Come here, let's see. Um, so it's one of those things that when you talk about with EGF, you know, the controversy really stemmed when it was from the sources, when it was um, human derived, it could be animal derived, a lot of times from bovine, um, but more and more so manufacturers are like, okay, we're gonna avoid that. How do we find something that can work? I mean, EGF has won the Nobel Prize, growth factors in that ca that category of research has won the Nobel Prize. EGF has been used on burn um, patients and victims before. So we know that it stimulates repair. We know it's, right. it's one of the most incredible wound healing ingredients that's available, but you want to feel good, you know, about where it's from totally. and, you know, kind of all of the things. So you can find different sources, um, you know, food sources. Um, we have a bacteria strain that we worked with, um, with ours. So it's really incredible. We just received our clinical study um, back not that long ago. And we're all just really, really overwhelmed because it's one of those things that you, you couple um, different, um, you know, kind of the, the technical, um, whether you're, you're looking with a Visio scan, something like that, like under the surface of the skin, but then you have the aspect of the people that are using it. Oh, wait, the, send me, no, no, I want to see the Visio because that crazy. to me, oh my gosh, it's so cool. It's always where I'm like, this to me is something that you can't, it's harder to, not the brands fudge it, but like sometimes you see the picture and I'm like, well, you didn't light them the same. Yeah. And I know, cause I, I, I've seen, I know what goes into doing clinicals, but I also know that there's ways to kind of creatively help the clinical seem a little bit better. There right. just is. But I think with I the, mean, Vizio, lighting, the Vizio, like you said, lighting is huge. Everything. Where you're everything. like, mm -hmm. I've got mm -hmm. your number. I see what's going I, on there. I see what's going on there. Yeah. Her eyes were blue and now they're, old. now they're oh, not Oh, it's so blue. cool though. When we're going to be, we're, we're, it's one of those things that kind of moves from, um, you know, our different department heads in terms of what we're going to be promoting. And then it goes we'll to see them. like our design team and everything in terms of, uh, of creating the really um, incredible pieces that we can show off. But we're just, it, it's, an, it's so good. It's one of those things that when you really believe in a formula and you love it and you use it and you're hearing from people that love it, but then when you get that clinical study back and you're like, okay, that's all right, we're good. I, I have to say, I know that you had 11 things. I think let's do the skincare because um, yeah. we've been talking now for a while um, and, right. and maybe what we'll yeah. do is we'll come back and do beauty in another one. 
as a part I two. I love it. And I mean, we can do kind of our, our, our nutshell. I think we only have two left. Um, right. One is t- I have um, texture and texture play. Um, again, I, I feel like this is something that is a little bit of a, an effect and in an evolution to the glass skin effect. So okay. it is when you're looking at, you're wanting that glass skin payoff, um, it, the texture, the ingredients that are used in the formula um, have a lot to do with it, but more and more. So it's funny. I feel like people, there was a time that people were like, okay, as long as it works, I don't care about anything else. I don't care how it feels, how it looks, how it smells. Now people are like, I want it to look amazing. I want it to smell great. I want it to be fun when I'm putting it on. I want it to feel, you know, kind of have that tactile and that that sensorial experience with the product where you want the the benefits, the payoff, but you also really want to enjoy it. And yeah, so I yeah. think more and more so as manufacturers, you know, it's not just like the creams and, um, you know, that kind of texture. I think so much more with like bounce texture. So like gels, water gels, um, like cl- things that we describe as like, like cloud-like. Cloud-like, uh-huh. Yes. You're going to see a oh lot of that gosh. in like moisture. Yeah, because who doesn't yes. want to be living I, in I a do, cloud? I even feel like those melting balms where it is, you're like putting it on and then you're like, how is, this is so silky and wonderful. And so it is, I think that, um, it's one of those things I feel like product development from, um, social standpoint, a lot of things that I, that I'm, I'm working into our briefs when we're creating a product is I'm like color, because it is, you think in terms of how is this going to look on social media as, as silly as that sounds, that is a consideration that we make now, you know, when we're developing products where you don't want just everything to be clear or like yellow or or just like a gel or white. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it isn't like, but that color better be good. That color better be, you know, a good ingredient, something that's lending to, to what, you know, the formula is designed to do, but also it is just the texture. So that's going to be a really fun one. And then I love this. I actually, I kind of, I kind of think this is the perfect ending where I feel like clean beauty again, not new, it's been around, but I feel like it's been so confusing. I feel like no clean beauty standard. There's no list, you know, there's no like universal go-to. If you go on a lot of different major websites and you're buying products and you're looking at clean beauty lists, they're all going to be, there's so, so much of variance. All over the place. Um, yes. I've always said it's very subjective. No regulation. Clean beauty yeah. list is very subjective. Um, and it is, I feel like more and more so we know that's not going away though. We know consumers want it. And so it's more so about, we're starting to see brands um, and the term that we're hearing is clinical, mm-hmm. where you want the high performance products, but you want them to be as clean as possible. So brands are really taking it upon themselves to define and really kind of amplify what, what clean is, what clean means. So you'll see a lot more free of statements, a lot more you know natural ingredient kind of um, actives and, and, and you know, call outs there. But I do, I think that, Brands are going to really help consumers in terms of further defining it where you're not left with questions and you're not know, wondering. As a product formula formulator on that, like, do you feel that, um, that you really can get as good results from natural ingredients as you can from some things that are like maybe made in the lab? Or chemical. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because it is when you think in terms of like peptides. Um, peptides are still a phenomenal category of ingredients, and I mean even like our EGF. So one of our newest products that we launched has peptides in it, and so peptides are fantastic. There are some natural peptides in in the world, um, but the majority of peptides are going to be synthesized. They're going to be derived in a lab, and it is so. It's kind of finding that balance in terms of you know the best of both worlds, having that efficacious product that really delivers results, but also being mindful. I think, um, and kind of above and beyond, just like 
synthetic or, you know, um, lab derived ingredients, but it is sourcing, you know, yeah. so it's like in, in chemicals, that word, I say that with, with like the little air quotes, just because the true definition of like everything's a chemical. So right, right. It, it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's oftentimes bucketed into like, oh, chemicals are bad. Um, but it is, I think more so it's like, coupling the education with, with the why behind ingredients, letting them know more about the, um, you know, the supply chain where you're sourcing things from it and, and why, um, there's definitely something with a uniformity and a consistency factor that you get when you do synthesize something, you know, like yeah, vegan lactic acid, when we talk about it, lactic acid in its natural source, if we're talking about being derived from sour milk, um, well, that's not going to be vegan. It's not going to be friendly for right. all customers. So nine times out of 10, you're going to have a synthetic lactic acid that you're using. So you can get that vegan approval and vegan stamp on it. So, well, I, I do think love, yeah, yeah, I do love that. Um, also brands are listening to customers and I applaud all the customers out there, you know, who I, I've got listeners who write me, um, because we've talked about clean beauty, uh, but I do find that certain people are really, uh, all about it. My neighbor for one is really into clean beauty because she's got skin conditions that certain ingredients are going to really affect that. And I think that yeah. it's wonderful that people are becoming more educated about this. Anna, I hate to do this. We're we like running out of time. We're um, go- we gotta I, go. We gotta I, let people get on with their days. I adore you. And I want to bring you back for the trends in beauty. Um, but really Let's quickly, before we go, you know, like I said, we've, we've touched on two of the products, but I feel like Glow Skin Beauty has some really incredible products. So of them, what is your favorite? Or, or let's be honest, what are you using right now in your personalized routine? Yeah. So, and one of the questions that you've mentioned earlier, like what is, what, what does everyone have to have? Um, retinol, have a retinol in your life. And I think I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of retinol, a huge believer in, in terms of really in your twenties, you should start incorporating, even if it's like two nights a week, um, be, you know, mindful of what percentage you're using, but it is, I think one of the things I actually was just talking about this earlier today with one of my coworkers where I said, um, I, I, I kind of fell out of the habit of doing my weekly treatments. So like giving myself a little spa service. Right. Um, I, I was going, doing something a little bit more monthly and man, you hit that. When we, we talked about 30, we said 40, we threw it out there for the second time. We're going to throw out 40. When you hit, hit that 40 plus, you got to, you've got to, um, you know, kind of bring that back in. So it is, I, I, serums for me are morning and night, like must haves, wouldn't do without, um, chemical exfoliation, huge fan of, I have to be really mindful because my skin is so sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's finding the balance of having the, the level of frequency that you want, um, making sure that you're not going into the realm of being a little too aggressive, you know, kind of irritating your skin. So, um, use it serums, and, and chemical exfoliants are, are definitely things um, in, my, in my routine, at, at least at a, a weekly basis, if not every day coming in. Amazing. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being with us. You're coming back already. I'm telling you, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about hydroquinone. We should talk a little bit more about retinols. And we definitely need to talk about what's going on in the beauty world, because I know that Glow Skin has not only skincare, but they have phenomenal beauty products. Um, if people want to know more about the brand, where do you want them to go? Check us out online. That's that's going to be our homepage. You know, that's our that's our home base and website, glowskinbeauty.com. Obviously, we have some incredible partners out there. Um, we, in October, launched a partnership with bluemercury.com. So we love them, um, as well as dermstore.com. So um, reach out to to either some of our, our great partners or um, reach out directly to us. We are, we are here for you 24-7. 
Wonderful. And listen, if you've got questions you want me to ask Ada about beauty, about skincare, she knows everything. You can always write to me, hello at Art Beauty Podcast. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and of course here on YouTube at Art Beauty Podcast. And as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.